All right, welcome back, everyone, to the, another episode of the name we still haven't decided to find a name for yet. I know, guys, just help us out. <laughs> Send us a comment. Like we're really stuck on names. I'm really bad at coming up with names. I mean, we didn't even come up with our name for uh, <laughs> this uh, page, yeah. actually. So, <laughs> so, like, you know, what I mean, if you guys have any ideas or whatever. But anyway, let's get to the point. We know why you guys are here. We're here for episode five of Loki. And my goodness, what an Easter egg filled epic episode this was. If you we're gonna cover some of the Easter eggs, there's more than the ones that we even have. So I mean we're gonna start off the same way. I have Chris with me as always, because you know, Yendi's not here, so we can begin the shame. Shame. And there we go. That's all the time Yendi gets. But Chris, <laughs> episode five, man, what were you thinking, bro? Like bro. this was in sanity <laughs> i i really enjoyed this one um so far Best episode. yeah it was that's what i was Easy. literally about to say <laughs> and um i i like the comedic uh area of everything so uh the first episode was uh held high for me for a while because him entering the tva and everything and going through the process killed me i was laughing so hard uh with yeah. this one uh, with the quirkiness of everything that was going on, especially with uh, alligator Loki, and I hope mm. T Turtle makes a shirt with alligator yeah, Loki. Need it. <laughs> but this this episode was great, man. We got a lot of information. Um, I'm happy that uh, uh, Mobius was not dead uh, yes. as soon as Loki popped up, and I was like, cool. But I at first, whenever he, he woke up and you saw the three other Lokis, I was like. Okay, so do do they just get stuck in their own dimension with themselves, or is it everybody in one? So they did answer that pretty quickly because I was like, yeah. "Is it just a Loki plant like dimension for them now, or what's going on here?" So yeah, um, the Easter eggs, man. As soon as they were rolling through the the open field, I pulled out my phone, started taking notes. I'm like, "All right, uh, the helmet, the building, the helicopter." I'm like, "Okay." um there was so much so oh much. man there was a lot there was a lot um yeah. but overall yeah one of the best episodes uh even i mean tom hiddleston was right he said that four and five were his favorite i can definitely see why five was his favorite uh yeah. but yeah what did you think man i mean like i said best episode of the series so far which kind of you know is expected because you're getting you got all of the information that we kind of needed because once we saw Loki come back from the pruning, we kind of knew that Mobius wasn't going to be dead. So we kind of like, I was like, okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I don't know, like, it was so smart of them to go into a world like this so that you could show a lot of these Easter eggs because you're in an area of where supposedly it's supposed to be like towards the end of time. And why not just throw in anything you can so people can just start getting hype, which we all did. And I mean, the comedic aspect, Marvel always does perfectly. Like I've talked about this earlier in other episodes, but Marvel just has the perfect balance of having a serious tone, but still having that funny nature. Because even Endgame, which was probably one of the most like the saddest of the Marvel movies at the time, like the beginning, still had found its way to find comedic uh comedic timing in there and it's always perfect for me and i just feel like it's a perfect balance for you to laugh and be serious and i think the actors that they get are just oh phenomenal. God, i they're mean so like good, the man. whole cast of loki's like 
were just phenomenal. Like every single one of them. And you know, back then like, they they didn't think like like superheroes and stuff like that. They were like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, that's for kids and all this other stuff. Yeah. And and now it's like when you get in when you get offered a role for a Marvel film, it's just like, oh no, I'm I'm in the big leagues now. Like this is big. Yeah. This is really, I really mean, big. <laughs> it's amazing what the MCU has become because I now know. it is, like you said, like all these, like a lot of people are getting work outside of this because of their work on MCU. And let's not talk about what it's done for all these comedians who can actually show their like um, acting chops, like Paul Rudd and all those guys. Like they can show they can really act and it, it really has benefited their careers. And I mean, people are like, you know, I don't want to be tied to these characters. Like that was the stigma on them back then. But now everyone's like, yo, give me a character. I'll be tied to them as long as yeah. you want. And I'll, I'll do as many characters as you want me to do. <laughs> so I think it's a really good, it's really nice, especially for us who are comic book fans. And like me, I, me personally, I love this because this is my childhood that I'm literally watching again. And I, a lot of this information I know, and it felt useless for a long time. And now like I can just talk about it. So I mean, let's get into some of these Easter eggs. I mean, the Easter eggs, if you guys didn't know, started from the beginning of the... Before you even watched the episode, the Easter egg started. Because Journey into the Mystery is the first comic book that Loki appears in. So, like, legit, they started before you even clicked on the the thing. They're giving you Easter eggs. So, like, that's awesome. An awesome callback. Marvel tends to always do that, where they'll give you... And that's the thing in MCU, like... Like Chris said in earlier episodes, if they show something and it has a number or it has anything, it has some type of relevance to any, like to comic books. Some of them are like comic book numbers. I'll give you a perfect example. Like uh, when you see um, Frog Thor, uh, Throg, that's actually, and that that number that's on his his casing, that's actually the issue number that he appears in. So like they show things like that. And I also love that they did that that him being stuck in a little glass container kind of was a call was a call back to Avengers when Thor was stuck in the little glass chamber trying to get out also. So like, it's just like, again, they do so many things in those little things that you don't catch. And obviously like me, I watched it more than once because you can't watch it once and catch all of these because I don't even think I caught all of these, but I'm just saying like, there's so many Easter eggs in this and I'm just going off the ones that I caught like, and no, the like, biggest four. one that I caught right away was, uh, the Stark tower, but yep. Stark was not on the tower. And I no, was like, man, that was yeah. And I was just like, Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> but that and, one I remember. Cause I was like, I was looking at it. And then, um, Whenever I saw the name, because, you know, I'm not I, I'm new to this comic book stuff and I, I really mm-hmm. do need to get the the, the MCU uh, the access and start reading Marvel comics because yeah. I used to read. DC. I used to just read Batman comics a lot. Yeah, um, but it's totally worth it. Yeah. Mar- so Marvel, uh, Marvel Unlimited is totally worth it. Yeah. But whenever I, re- I remember you talking about uh, Kang and seeing the name and I was just mm-hmm. like, who is this? And then whenever I looked it up and stuff like that, I was like, OK, this is this character. Gotcha. I can see where this person could fit in and, yes. and where it's going. Uh, mm-hmm. The other one was the, um, uh, the one that made me laugh because, of, because we got Endgame and stuff like that. And I saw what Thanos looked like and, and yeah. how powerful he is. That he had a yeah. helicopter in the comics. Yes, so whenever he I saw did, the helicopter, I was like, oh, I, did, I guess they just want like his name on there. And it's just like, yes. no, he had his yeah. own helicopter. <laughs> yes, that his big self fit in, which 
And you know that the funny thing about old school comics are the, like those weird quirky stuff that they do. Like a perfect example, I know this is a Marvel show, but we're gonna do a little DC dive. But like it, the invisible jet for Wonder Woman, who can fly, by the way. Like whoever thought that was a good idea. Like you know what I mean? And you just see these things. I mean, even Spider Man used to have the spider wagon yeah. back in the day, where he, you know, what I mean, he used to drive around, but he web slings. So like Marvel used to just do like all the comic books used to do these weird, funny, hilarious things, and to see that cut like that chopper in the color and i and that's a comic i own also so like it's just funny to see like i said to be all these things that i've read and have and now that book is going to have a value to it because it's the book that has thanos's cop uh, chopper in it and that was a, a wonderful callback um i appreciated that a lot the yellow jacket uh, callback was yeah. dope because you know what i mean just seeing a helmet which also remember my theory from earlier i I really think they're in the quantum realm. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't, I, I feel like it makes sense. I just feel like it's the perfect way to be able to be able to, to go anywhere you want in time. It's like the perfect middle ground of where everything needs to, like, you know, take place. So I feel like the TVA, that TVA building is in there and they're just like circling throughout that place. So we'll see. Episode six is coming out. So we'll see what else. I mean, the Alioth was amazing. Once I saw, that they they recognize that it gave me more suspicion and more confidence that it, we are going to see Kang or at least get a reference to Kang and somehow because this is now the second character that's directly associated with Kang that's been introduced because Ravona is also a character that is heavily like that's heavily involved with Kang also she's actually goes by Terminatrix in the comics so like her character and Kang actually have like a direct connection and in some of the, in in one of the stories she actually revives Kang. So my theory is slowly coming true and feeling like this because I think they're either going to go one or two ways. Either they're going to do the she when she they get there they're going to cause a nexus event that creates Kang or Kang is sleeping and needs to be revived and then she's going to revive him. Like, the Nexus event is going to revive him. I just feel like whatever Nexus event happens in there is reviving Kang, and we might not see him, but I feel the end credit scene is going to be us seeing him or kind of like the Adam Warlock thing, where it's like, hey, or like him showing up. We're I, and, and being that Kang has already been confirmed for Ant-Man and the Wasp, the Quantum Realm, gives me more suspicion on it actually being Kang in there and this being in the quantum realm because Kang is going to show yeah. up in the quantum realm. So I don't know, man. Should have killed her when you had the chance. I mean, listen, we, we, I mean, Ravona just being, you know, and then that was another great moment, just the conversation and her, like, and you know, Sylvie, like you can, the thing that their relationship with Loki is just a perfect, like, you know, you, you see them growing to like, you know what I mean? growing to like each other and like having that connection and her wanting to go back to the point where she self prunes herself. Like, yeah, you know I mean, and wanting to find Loki and she finds him and all that stuff was insane, man. And Ravona just being, God, why are you so mean? Bro, she so turned like, uh, like it was <laughs> so fast where I'm just like, bro, I really don't like this chick. Holy <laughs> crap. And then um, like her struggling to fight, like you can see her panicking. With so yeah. like her being like you know like to the point where she has the she she's hiding behind the desk and she's like oh 
come on out like we'll talk about it yeah. like you can tell like things aren't mm -hmm. going right in her head and she's like i yeah. i honestly don't know how to handle this situation she's exactly. like and she just keeps trying to coax her to come out and we're just like mm -hmm. bro you're so stupid <laughs> like, yeah like she's not doing it so like, yeah. it was but it was great for sylvie to have the you know the time pad with her yeah back, as so soon as i saw way. the time pad in her hand and she did it i was just like yeah. and that because like well, it's funny how quickly it was that Loki was just like, oh, we need a time pad. And they're like, yeah, yeah. sure, because we have those lying around. And yeah, then it yeah. cuts to her, and then it goes in. And I'm like, oh, well, there it is. <laughs> and I mean, let's, I mean, just the whole conversation with the Lokis in the den, and, you know, there was just so much going on there because Kid Lokis, we got Kid Loki's backstory. We got, you know what I mean, classic Loki's backstory, which was what everyone wanted. What, oh, end. so perfect. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. So perfect so, that they took that rumor and then they literally fit it. And I was just like, uh, yeah. And what was cool, like what's cool is that you can honestly say like, hey, this line here, this this line that was written in was was the fans. The fans literally wrote this and, and we're putting it in. And I think that was so cool to do. And as soon as he said it, I was like, what? <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was like, that's what we said. I we mean, said that. <laughs> I mean, and Richard E. Grant's freaking Loki, that he, classic Loki, was just his, like, voice, his demeanor, his characteristic, like, he was so good at just portray portraying that kind of a Loki who's been through direct isolation, which is something he didn't want to go through, like, and it goes to show Loki's character in a sense where it's like, even like he's, they talked about all the betrayals and all that stuff. And then we got that crazy betrayal scene of all the Lokis <laughs> pretty much betraying each other, which was hilarious also. And then Tom Hiddleston being perfect in that, like just dodging everything. And he's just like, I don't want to be in here. Like, <laughs> why do you guys have me here? Like, you know what I mean? He's like, I need to get out of here. But just him explaining the whole, like, you know, I tricked Thanos that he didn't even believe me. And like, you know, and then also it foreshadowed because he was like, you know, the daggers kind of like mess with our magic. And then later on in the episode, we see Loki's magic and the dude in one of one of the coolest moments, I think like ever, he literally conjures up Asgard. Yeah. Like, bro, I saw that and I was literally like, bro, he just conjured <laughs> up Asgard, the whole thing. Like, you know what I mean? And I, and then like, even the Lokis, like Loki and Sylvie were just like, yo, we're stronger than we think we are. Like, you know what I mean? And it gave them hope to see him do that. But he, it also showed even that Loki, even the Loki who fended for himself, he had to come back. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's a characteristic of Lokis where it's like, I feel like I, I, I'm trying so hard to be good. Like, you know what I mean? And I want to be good and I just need the opportunity to be good. And even classic Loki had his opportunity to be good. And we saw what he did, did so that he could protect them. And, you know, later on figure out what Sylvie's plan was, which was to enchant uh, Alio to figure out what's going on. So I thought that was one of the coldest scenes I've ever seen. So, so it was so good. epic. Uh, I did like when they were all sitting there telling their stories though. And, uh, mm -hmm. I did for a split second fall for um, the uh, the what if Loki, where he's just like, yeah, yeah I killed Iron Man and Captain America, and I was like, huh? And <laughs> yeah, and got the Infinity <laughs> Stones. I was like, what? And then <laughs> and then the Gator says something. He's like, yeah, that's basically him saying like, B he's he's calling BS. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yes. oh, okay, and cool. Loki. <laughs> It's just, I mean, he, he was like, well, he's green. No, he's a Loki. He's a Loki. Like, <laughs> listen, and uh, just to make things official, this is a uh, alligator Loki stand account too. So 
We we stand for Alligator Loki. We want everything Alligator Loki. A pop of Alligator Loki. We want T-shirts. Yep. We want whatever we, we want can it get all. We want Loki. it all because even and that we want just growl at the bottom of the shirt. Because <laughs> even and with then we the... interpret that as what, however we want to interpret it as <laughs> the the moment that he's just like, well, you know, at least at least um my Nexus <laughs> my Nexus event yeah. wasn't me eating a cat. And like, I yeah. wish Alligator Loki could talk people. because the way he moved was like, what the fuck did you say to me? And, like, that, it, and the way that he looked, like, it, it, it's so funny <laughs> that you could feel the way and like you already made dialogue. Yeah, he just because he felt so disrespected by it that he had to attack. Because you were like, and he just looked at him like, what? Talk to you like that. And like you could sense that. And I don't know how we got oh, that expression. Man. It was so it good. I yeah. He was like, who are you talking to? And then he just goes and bites him. And then when he bites off President Loki, which another yeah, call Easter callback when pres when Loki ran for president in one uh Agents of Asgard, like, and then I mean, it just they had so many of those references. Like, Agent of I told you, like, if you guys want to get into some of these books that they're getting, these stories, Agents of uh, Asgard is one of those. The Loki book that came out in 2019 is another one because that's where they got the Gods of Outcast line from. That's a direct pull from one of those uh, comics right there. Uh, I mean, it just went on and on. Ronan Ship was in this, yeah, like, um, the Living Tribunals heads head was in there like it just it it what the helicarrier was in there like it the, just was so much <laughs> like you know what i mean um the the living tribunal tribunal thing is he like hmm. is that supposed to be a step down i guess from like galactus and stuff or is it like uh hmm. are they because the, the way I read about him seemed like he was like a very, very big deal. Like a very big yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. So the living tribunal is just pretty much like an all powerful cosmic time defying entity kind of thing. You know what I mean? So he's like one of those really, really strong characters that you don't like, they don't write too many stories about him because, because it's too just too, too much. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, where the beyonders are like super strong, but they can't touch or see anything. Mm -hmm. Like they can't, they see everything, but can't touch anything or deal with anything. So the living tribunal is essentially one of those characters gotcha. okay. like that are like the top echelons of strong tier characters that you can't write about because they're too damn they're just gonna, yeah yeah like you know what i mean but you know about them but you just don't write about them so yeah. i mean yeah that was another one living tribunal was uh what you call it uh freaking the weapon that kid loki gives loki is like a callback to like actual greek i mean norse mythology of like actually you know loki's weapon i mean and then um i mean the snake and wolf line is the reference to loki's pets like you know what i mean so like it 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 goes on for like so much like so many things so many stories so many like things that they just threw all in there and it was like perfection to me yeah all right and, and just you know, so you guys know that's not a ghost right there so don't type in the comments <laughs> That it's a ghost. It's my wife. <laughs> There's a ghost. <laughs> um, but that moment with Kid Loki also. Get out of here because it's spoilers. You haven't watched it yet. But um, yeah. uh, uh, the moment that he's like, you know, like, why are you the boss? Like, why do you get to wear the crown? And he's like, be mindful to yeah. like, be mindful to respect him. And he's like, well, yeah. what did, what was your thing? And he's like, I, I killed Thor. And that just like silent moment. I was just like, oh, 
Got it. <laughs> yeah. But even 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 Loki was just like, oh, but also it that was also a great uh thing like thing because you saw his reaction like damn i couldn't kill like i would never kill thor like you know what i mean so like he just has a completely different relationship with that thor and and if you guys want to uh marvel uh what you call it young avengers read that you'll f see that whole backstory also there's plenty plenty of things to read uh enchantress's co i mean sylvie's costume was an enchantress callback like i remember when i mentioned earlier in one of these episodes where that was like her costume. She was wearing her that exact costume. Um, I love the conversation between him and Sylvie. Like they kind of were like awkward and like because they don't know if they how can to, really trust each other yeah, yeah. Or how to even express, hey, I trust you. Like, you know what I mean? And it's hard because she like it's hard because you're talking to yourself. And like Sylvie saying that relays that she has some doubts. And of course, Loki has some doubts, even though like they have this connection and she's like how do i know like i won't betray you and everything that loki has gone through has shown like this is the loki we knew in infinity war like before he died like yes i like i'm i'm over all of this and she he kind of had that thor moment that in ragnarok with sylvie again like you know what i mean and it was awesome to hear that to see that again to really like finalize hey this Loki's not going to betray her because he wants to. Not that it can't happen, but like it's or my, it might not seem that way. But this is the like this is the Loki you guys saw before he died in Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, so I thought all that was amazing. I did kind of want to see if kid Loki's um, like if he would start feeling guilty about killing Thor. I, whenever he mm -hmm. did say he killed Thor, it wasn't like. Like, oh, I'm a badass or anything like that. I yeah. felt it that he was just like, hey, I did this thing. Mm -hmm. And now he's like, he's kind of like, think it's in the back of his mind all the time. Yeah. And then and whenever, yeah. So and then whenever older Thor was, or, or older Loki was talking about, you know, like, um, they're like, well, how did the TVA catch you? And he's like, well, I started like um, missing my brother, my family and mm -hmm. everything like that. And I wanted to see if they missed me. So they always, exactly. it always ends up going back to that point where it's just like, exactly. he finally realizes like, man, all these people actually cared about me and I mm -hmm. did nothing but be an asshole to them. Yeah. And, and now I want to go back. So mm -hmm. for me thinking with kid Loki killing his brother, it's just like, okay, well, eventually he's going to hit that moment where he's just like, you know what? I miss everybody. And I did this mm -hmm. awful thing. So it was just, it was just something to think about there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was. It's amazing, and like I said, that that their whole dialogue, and then, I obviously at the end where you know we get the you know moment where, like, uh, we get some really nice sweet moments like the Mobius, and you know because Sylvie tells, in Loki that you know Mobius really cares about you and stuff like that, and then like. You see that you see that compassion for like Loki has for Mobius. Oh, I teared up when he hugged him and yeah, he's like, no, "Thanks, was, friend." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, it was a little tear jerk." Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like Ew. but like, you know what I mean? He's like, "I'm," you know, he's like, he says that, and he's like, "All right, friend." And then it's like, you know, they both feel that. And then the funniest line, Mobius is like, "You're, You're my, still my favorite," <laughs> like to Sylvie, even though he's hugging like who was his actual favorite. Yeah. So like, it's just so like the man that that a chem like I said. That was a chemistry I had no idea I needed, and I'm so happy we got it. Like, I just didn't know I needed that relationship, that friendship to happen. And now he went off to the TVA, which he's probably going to fight Ravona or something of that nature. But I think my 
Ravona's going to show up in where they are, where the Lokis She's are. She's going to get there, They're yeah. going to show up to what we think is Kang Citadel, because, you know, as you guys know, they open up the portal, they see, they see the Citadel, and like I said, we can only imagine that it's Kang because like this is not like the Mephisto like things for Scar <laughs> for WandaVision like this is like legit time messing and this is the like keeper he considers himself the keeper of time so like if I I don't want to set myself up for disappointment but I just cannot see us not having some form or some mention or Kang being I just can't but with them man it's like you know they sit at the table and they're like well the logical reason is to do this but we could also troll really hard (laughs) so no but they can and but the thing is like I said at the beginning it would be hard pressed to be like okay Kang like you could change it I just feel like at this point we've had so many references of Kang's like just everything like Ravona like I said being like a direct like they they were they had a relationship <laughs> like you know what I mean like the like legit relationship and then you know Alioth being someone who actually ate the citadel like you know what I mean which if we believe it like he's actually in the citadel like mm-hmm. you know what I mean so like you know what I mean so I I don't I don't know if we will see Kang in this because I feel like this just continues into Ant-Man and and the Wasp and I feel like that's a lot of the things with these TV shows that they're doing. Because I feel like Scarlet, uh, not Scarlet, but um, yeah, Scarlet Witch and WandaVision. I just feel like WandaVision is going to go into multiple different stories and primarily be into Doctor Strange. And then, you know, Cap, I mean, Fal- Falcon and Winter Soldier it leading into Cap 4. Like, you know what I mean? And then this movie leading into Ant-Man and Wasp. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like all these TV shows are kind of having a direct connection to the a movie and i'm i'm really interested to see if feike actually like goes off with that plan and telling people hey listen you have to watch these shows or else you're not going to understand a key part of that movie we haven't seen tv shows directly connected in the way that we're seeing it now so i'm really interested to see if he actually goes with that plan and goes hey listen we told you guys you needed to watch this. If you don't understand the movie, too bad. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Not my so problem. I put it out there for you. Exactly. I'm really interested to see if he does that. But uh, let's do what we always do. Favorite part of the episode. Uh, alligator Loki doing the what the f- did you say Which to one? me? The first one. The biting. The, the biting. biting. So the biting was interesting to me because that was the first time you actually see like uh like some blood and stuff like that so they because that it was a split second but his hand's gone and then you see the blood squirt and he's like ah, like he starts screaming i was just like oh man that's the first because most of the time it's just like cuts camera you know somebody gets stabbed or whatever somebody died off camera so the blood yeah afterward. yeah you see the blood afterward but yeah no the first one where they where he's just chilling in the kiddie pool and then he walks up to, to what if loki and and bites him so that was probably my favorite what about you yeah my favorite was the rebuilding of Asgard because yeah. like I said, for me, man, to see something like I'm a huge fan of magic and like seeing things of magical natures in the Marvel, you know, in general, because like in Marvel, these are one of some of my favorite, like the magicians are usually some of my favorite characters and stuff like that in DC, like Zatanna's my favorite, one of my favorite characters. So I love seeing magic and to be able to conjure up all of Asgard, like to the detail, to me is just like 
you you can like that that it's so meaningful because it was so impactful of how much he missed his home that he was able to in every way give the exact detail of what Asgard looked like and just be able to like build that also as a protection of him like you know what I mean yeah. to protect his other Lokis and Asgard being home like it was so symbolic to me and it just was honestly just badass like you know what I mean so I that was my favorite moment by far I'm so excited for episode six because we know there's going to be a lot to cover in episode six so we of course are going to be here next week we also are going to drop a black widow video for you guys which we are going to watch later on since we shot this on a thursday spoiler we gave it to you guys you guys know when we recorded it oh yeah. well <laughs> you know what i mean so we're gonna chris and i are both gonna watch that and then we're gonna shoot a video and that's probably gonna come out tomorrow so if you guys like it you know if you guys like again like this video please like subscribe share tell your friends the more exposure we get the better so we can just keep doing this because i know i speak for myself and chris that we both love talking about this so it's, we it's can really fun. talk about it all the time <laughs> yeah so yeah any final thoughts chris no man just be on the lookout for that last episode uh that one's gonna be a long one uh, I don't yeah. think we're going to try to rush through 30 minutes. I think we'll talk about the series as a whole. It's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, be sure to uh, stay caught up with the show so you guys can uh, enjoy it with us. And we're also going to be working on maybe getting a guest for next week. So we'll see what happens uh, if we can get into contact and make that work. But, guys, thank you again for all the support. This was episode five of this. So Fire Team out.